This is Joel Frost for the MovieGuys.net, and on the line I have Stephen Ranazizi. Most of you know him from Punked, and from Paul Blart Mall Cop, and from For Your Consideration, and most recently he's in a show on FX called The League, and you're filming season two, I think, right now. Is that correct? We are in the, yeah, we're in the middle of filming season two as we speak. Nice. I've seen the first three episodes of the first season, and I absolutely love it. It's about a fantasy football league, and I don't play fantasy football, but I do play fantasy baseball, and it's very similar. Um, and do you play fantasy sports yourself? I do. I play, I play in a fantasy football league. Well, I, <clears throat> I played for a couple of years with my buddies from high school in a fantasy football league, and then when I started working on the show, a lot of the other guys that were on the show had never played before. So I started a league with the cast and the creators, uh-huh. and uh, which was very interesting because the guys on the show are they're 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 nerdy. Uh-huh. So uh, they went out and read books and they researched. <laughs> and uh, the girl that plays my wife on the show, Katie Azelton, she actually won the league uh-huh. last year, which is uh, I thought was pretty ironic considering she does very well on the show as well. Yeah, on the show, she she's really your guiding light. That's kind of a running joke that she uh, really sh- tells you how to run the run the team. I think that's probably pretty close to, to to real life for plenty of plenty of guys. Actually, oh yeah, of course. You know, it's the women women instincts they they are usually correct. So uh-huh. <laughs> they see things that we don't see. I think exactly. Yeah, uh, and that's a great cast on the league. Uh, you know, you've got um, Paul Shear, Katie Asselton, as you mentioned. Uh, Nick Kroll, yep, and John LaJoy, as most people know from the internet. Yes, <laughs> everyday normal guy. His he puts a video up and it gets literally tens of millions of hits. He's he's the biggest star on the internet, I believe. One of them, yeah. One of the actual, yeah. I mean, literally, like he put a video up yesterday. I know he put a new video up, and it got I think like two hundred and forty thousand hits in about ten hours. That's, I mean, if you can, if you can put up a video that's called a song called "Show Me Your Genitals," yeah, and 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 that's part of what you really do for for your life for your career. I think that is success, right? Yeah, I I would I would gauge that as very successful. <laughs> Um, you know, as someone who who's who plays fantasy baseball, watching the show, it's really to me it's hilarious. The, the kind of inside humor that's on it, the, the banter, the berating each other, the talking down to each other, and and just the the overall shtick between the guys is so realistic. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that I, I from my high school buddies, this this show parallels that so well. I mean, just I mean the trash talk and the taking it so serious, and just things that directly influence your own life as as far as your you know you just want to win so badly. Yeah, you want to not only win but you want to destroy and humiliate everyone else that's in the league. Yeah, and you'll stop at any cost to do it. Yeah. You will you will you will kill people to get this done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I, I know yeah. that that feeling well. I, I, I tied for first last year, and I'm I'm in about sixth so far this year. And uh, I, I, the day to day, it's 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 really uh, it's an emotional journey. Yeah, baseball's tough though because that's every day, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's tough. That's too much of a time commitment for me. One of my favorite little uh, little. I mean, there's so many little things on the show, but one of the team's names is Double Entendre. Yeah, yeah, the Double Entendres. <laughs> The double entendres. I'm sorry, I didn't pronounce it correctly. That's fine. (laughs) Double entendres, yeah. Because that's, of course, every every other team uh, in every league is a double entendre. 
Yep, exactly. <laughs> All right, so that's that's great. I'm glad to hear it's filming season two, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, now, you started out with, with a show called Punked, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, that was... Uh, I mean, that's that's a fantastic show. I think maybe a little bit underappreciated for the kind of work that you and, and the other guys did on it. Just the keeping a straight face, you know, the, the whole show, it was Ashton's show on one hand, but really you guys were doing all the heavy lifting. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hinging on how committed you could be and how serious you could be from moment to moment. Well, I mean, to me, it was like, I, obviously, it was my first job in front of the camera. So I really, it was good because I didn't know how serious it was. You know, you only had one take at this thing. You couldn't really screw it up. So I was so like worried about doing that, that that, that's, I never, I never broke. I never, because I was just worried about not screwing up my first job. Uh So, uh, you know, like, and, and, and Ashton was really, you know, he was a good boss. He was, you know, he was helpful and, uh, you know, he was, he was creative and, and, uh, it was, it was a, a fun job to do. I think that the show got a little worse as years went on because the, the, the pranks just became mean after a while. Uh-huh. I liked the, some of the, the, some of the pranks that I did. And then especially the first season were really well thought out and just, it wasn't about just making fun of the celebrity and watching him flip out. It was more like just putting them in an awkward situation and watching how they react to that. And that was the part like, some of the ones that I did, like Tracy Morgan when we were going to tow his car, mm-hmm. and Tay Diggs when we were going to give him a shot. I just played this awful doctor. Yeah. And uh, and it was like just literally watching how nervous he was about knowing that he was going to get a shot. That was the funny part. So That's one of my favorite episodes, actually. The Tay Diggs episode, I think, is really just – it's kind of sublime, really. <laughs> it really – yeah, it was so much fun to do, too, because I could literally do whatever I wanted to him. Uh-huh. And he was he was just he didn't know how to react to it because he was so fearful of that shot at the end of the you know he was he knew he was going to get it so did you talk to him much afterwards? Not really, not that much. I usually kind of laid back and let Ashton you know it was mm-hmm. let him do what you know what he wanted to do afterwards. But people after we stopped rolling, they would come up. Oh, that was so great! I had no idea, you know this and that. So they were really you know they were they were really cool. Tracy Morgan was really cool. Tay Diggs was really cool. Guys like that were awesome. I would think, yeah, I would think it would really have helped to, to kind of build your reputation as someone who who has that kind of improbability. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what drew Ashton to my audition. You know, uh-huh. that I went just kind of. You know, that's what I like to do. Yeah. That's what the league is too, which is great. Yeah. Well, that's another question. Actually, I skipped over that. I wanted to ask you how much improv happens during the filming of the league. Um, the whole show is based on an outline. So each episode is outlined, but there are no specific lines. There are thoughts and ideas, but you know, they give us point A and point B and however we get there is up to us. And we, we shoot digitally. So it's, you can just let the camera roll. And usually it takes like a take or two to kind of figure out how and when people are going to say what, what. And what information expositionally we have to get out, but you know beyond that, it's just up to us and whatever we feel like in the moment. You know we say, and it's a great being on a cable network because you can say almost anything. Yeah, <laughs> literally almost anything. That's like uh, it reminds me of uh, the way they film Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, well, our creator Jeff Schaefer is an executive producer and co-creator of Curb Your Enthusiasm, so he, you know, having him guide us is the best schooling we can possibly have because he knows how these shows work. 
No, that's fantastic. The liberty, yeah. I mean, the freedom that you guys, it must just, just feel really extra creative. Oh, it's, it's awesome. And it's hard, but it's also very hard because, you, you know, every take is different. So you really have to be in that moment at the time because you don't know what, who's going to say what at what time. So, right. And, and that's actually that kind of thing, that kind of improv, uh, when you worked on For Your Consideration, there must have been a certain amount of that going on with you know Christopher Guest and Catherine O'Hara and that whole crew. There was. Um, that was a little more scripted than even I thought it was going to be because what happened was they had shot the whole movie and uh, they had screened it a couple times and they just thought it was a little sad, the opening, so they wanted to do a cold opening. So then they they went out and 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 uh, uh, I got cast in the cold like the literally the cold opening in the movie and um, so the whole movie was kind of shot right. So they had a very specific tone for what they wanted in this cold opening. So there wasn't a lot of freedom, but the, I mean, as far as like if there were no like say this word then, and it wasn't like Aaron Sorkin, you know, it was like just it was loose, but there was still a, an objective to get out. It was unbelievable to get that job. Yeah, I can imagine. How much time did you get to spend around those folks? I spent six hours on set, mm-hmm. um, and I ate lunch with Catherine O'Hara, Christopher Guest, and we went over to see <clears throat> James Kahn, who was on this. We shot on the on the lot where they were shooting Las Vegas. So it was all of us eating lunch together, the four of us. And James Kahn was sitting there um, trying to figure out a way how to get fired off Las Vegas. <laughs> He kept saying, Christopher, I can't stand it anymore. I got to get out of here. They won't let me out of my contract. I'm trying to get fired, but they won't let me out. And uh, it was like I was just sitting there like a fly on the wall. Like, I can't believe I'm sitting here with Catherine O'Hara, Christopher Guest, and and Sonny Corleone. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. Were they were, – Catherine or, or Christopher, are you throwing out any ideas to him about how – I get my mouth shut. I'm like, I'm not getting in anyone's way here. But uh, Christopher's like, well, just let it, you know, see what happens in a couple years. And, and then, you know, he was just like, I don't have a couple years. I'm going to kill myself, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually when he left, I was like, oh, that's not a big surprise. You're probably like on the verge a couple times of wanting to blurt out something that, you know, thinking maybe it would be funny and not sure if it would be. Yeah, I just I was like, just keep your mouth. (laughs) Don't screw this up because it will be a regret for the rest of your life. Uh Now, from that, you moved on uh, pretty soon to Paul Blart and Mall Cop. How did that come together? Um, I auditioned for um, Steve Carr, the director, twice. And then uh, and then they called me into for a chemistry read with Kevin and Kevin and I kind of just hit it off, and then they uh, they offered me the role, and that was just a blast to do because we shot for three months in Boston, mm-hmm. which was a, a you know such a great city, and uh, and it was you know like we knew we weren't making a uh, you know an Academy Award winning movie, but Kevin's a really really funny guy, very well receptive to ideas, and uh, it was just a fun. We just had a blast. We literally had three months. It was a really fun shoot. And you got to play a real, a real asshole, a real villain. That was a lot of fun. I mean, I, again, Kevin let he knew what I did, so he let me kind of once in a while go off on tangents and this and that. Uh, but I had the guy, so it was like whatever I said was kind of true to the, you know, to the character. Right. So, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, I was an asshole, and which you know wasn't too, too hard to play. <laughs> yeah. Not, not a terribly long stretch for me. No, you. not a horribly. Yeah, it was. I didn't have to. Do, it wasn't Daniel Day Lewis work. <laughs> Uh, so that was a big hit, Paul Blart. Um, so, of course, the inevitable question is, what's the status on a sequel? Uh, I think this. St- well, 
I would love for there to be a sequel financially, but uh, <laughs> it, uh, Kevin, I think is is coming is doing the Sandler. He's really good friends with Sandler, and they've done a couple movies together. And I think he's kind of molding his career after Adams, where Adam doesn't do sequels, mm-hmm. and I don't think that uh, Kevin wants to do a sequel to Mall Cop. I, and he's got a couple other movies he's doing right now, and I mean. You'll see how those movies go. I'm sure they'll do really well, and when they do, there won't need to be a sequel. But if they don't, I have a feeling we might be doing Paul Blart too. So, but I, I, as of right now, no sequel in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, through all of this, you continue doing your stand-up. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And one thing I noticed, you had a Polly Shore stand-up special. There was a section on masturbation, which is now that's a theme now because I I interviewed Steve Lemmy from Broken Lizard a little while back and he does okay. a section on masturbation too. Yeah. Comics masturbate a lot. <laughs> we really do. We're on the road a lot and I have a wife so I don't I have to do it myself <laughs> or you get in big trouble. Um so yeah, we uh so I guess you just talk about what you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yes, the answer is yes. Right, as long as you're spending a lot of time doing that, it's, it's going to work its way into the routine sooner or later. Exactly, it's just well, I'm well versed in the in the subject. So, <laughs> um, one one thing from your stand up is that uh, I noticed during the whole Joe Rogan Carlos Mencia face off, uh, there were some videos of some some standoffs and some things that were happening with them, and I saw you in the background. You were around that situation a little bit. What was your perspective on that whole thing? Well, that I mean. I just felt in the moment that I couldn't believe what was going on that night. I, you know, it was, it was coming to a head, but I didn't know it was going to be that night. And, you know, the, the magic of the Internet, now you can't escape. You can't run. You can't hide from that stuff. And, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Did he, did he you know, do I know that Carlos stole this bit or that bit? No, but I know that my friend Ari did this bit. And, you know, it was a very, it's a topical bit. And, and there could be some parallel thought on it, but... I know that he saw him do it. It just, it, I just, I felt like you know, in that moment, like you know, Carlos, he's just he's he's known for that. So you know, I just when they when I was asked the question, do you think he steals? I you know, I just answered honestly. And Joe is very opinionated, and he's, you know, he he feels like it was his job to kind of stand up for the comics who didn't really get a voice in that situation. And uh, it's uh, it was a, it was really rough for a while. From seeing the, the videos and hearing you know various things, it, it certainly seemed like it must have been uh, rather tense. Yeah, it was. It's, you know, people not took sides, but there were you know, you just it was it was uh, it was a big deal for yeah. a while. Yeah, needless to say. Gotcha. So, uh, in general, aside from the league, what's next for you? Um, I am going to go out on the road in the fall a little bit and do some. I'm going to be in New York. Uh, October 23rd weekend at Comics. Oh, that's my birthday weekend. I'll be there. Oh, yeah, come on down. Check it out. Uh, it's downtown by uh, in Chelsea. I'll be there that weekend. I'm just doing a little mini tour. I'm trying to get some dates together and then hopefully do a movie in my off time before we start shooting season three. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. Um, so yeah, so that's what's going on with me right now. Great. And your website is stevewho.com. Uh, SteveRenIsEasy.com. It's not SteveWho.com? I, I don't think I kept that domain name. Uh, it was confusing people. They thought I was an Asian comic. I'm not See? kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, I just was like, you know, my name's too confusing or it's too difficult. I'll go with Steve Who. And then that was confusing to people. So I just went, you know what? One day they'll have to learn it. So 
Right. SteveRanazizi.com. Okay, good. And that's R-A-N-N-A-Z-Z-I-S-I. Yes, sir. And and see, that's a good question. You know, I don't know if you get asked this a lot, but that's that seems to me to take some balls to use your last name, which you know, for some people might be hard to to remember the spelling of. Well, it was it was just came it was from laziness. Like I didn't ever like I got a job, and then I was like, okay, I filled out paperwork, and next thing you know, I was like, oh, this is my name was set, and then that's it. Now I'm that's that's my name, and it, I w- I was never really intending on changing it, but. It's like I just was too lazy to go down and change it. And then I was like, what do I have to change it to? And then I tried to overthink it. I was just like, forget it. Yeah. This is it. This is my name, and that's what it's going to be. And, you know, people will have to learn how to say it. Yeah, and they are. I think, I think that slowly but surely, that's, that's, it's, you're infiltrating. The spelling is infiltrating yes. like a brain worm into the public's consciousness. I hope so. <laughs> All right. Well, th- that's kind of the bulk of uh, the main question. And now we've got for the movie guys five short questions here, and uh, okay. I'm just going to throw them at you quickly, and and you know, short answers, whatever you, it comes to your mind. What's your favorite movie? Godfather. Actor that you'd most like to work with? Philip Seymour Hoffman. A superhero that you'd like to play? Uh, Batman. What other profession did you almost end up doing? Uh, I would probably become a cop. Uh huh. Yeah, New York City cop. Wow. And lastly, this this might be a tough one. In Conan the Barbarian, what did Conan answer to the question, "What is good in life"? I have no idea. <laughs> Has anyone ever got that? Well, this you're the first one, Steve. So <laughs> I'm the first one not to get it. No, you're the first one to be asked the. the oh, that that's question. okay. Oh my God. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm letting all – it's Comic-Con weekend. I feel like I'm letting all the nerds down. I'll let you know so, so you know for the future. He says to crush your enemies, to see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. Okay. I'm sure no one will ever get that. <laughs> I shouldn't have given it away, actually. Maybe I'll cut that out because then – You have to cut it out because I want to see if anyone else can get that. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, well, Steve, it's great to talk to you. Thanks very much. Your career seems like it's going along great. The League is fantastic. When can we expect uh, the season two of The League to premiere? September 16th, Thursday at 10.30, after Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And season one comes out on DVD and Blu-ray September 14th, two days before. So check that out as well. Fantastic. All right, Steve, thanks very much, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much, Joel.